Thanks for joining us at BIB Today, the podcast from the newsroom of Business in Vancouver. I'm Kirk LaPointe, publisher and executive editor. In recent weeks, the giant professional services firm Deloitte has opened a new Vancouver office, and it features a wide array of conveniences and inducements and attractions that do set a standard for the evolution of white-collar work in an era of remote work is prompted by the pandemic. The company has learned from its other office renovations and launches across the country and elsewhere, and I thought it'd be time to get an assessment of what employers can really learn from Deloitte's experiences at the Deloitte Summit. Joining me today is Jody Evans. She's managing partner for Deloitte in Vancouver. Nice to see you. Nice to see you. Thanks for having me. Are you in one of uh, 12,000 rooms there in the building? I am. I am. I'm in one of the smaller rooms. Uh, But yeah, we have some fantastic space. You do have some fantastic space. I'm I'm very envious. Um, Anytime anyone does something like this, uh, you have to ask, what problems are you trying to solve here? What, What problems of the workplace do you think that Deloitte has set out with with the generation of a, of a complex like this? Yeah, I mean, I think the way we look at it is kind of what opportunities are there, right? Where can we lean in? Where can we have impact? Uh, and so there's probably, you know, the two biggest dimensions there. There's one around sort of the future of work from our people standpoint, how they want to work, when they want to be in the office, what they want the experience to be like in the office. And there's, there's the other side, and these things aren't mutually exclusive, but around obviously we're a client facing business, our whole world is about serving our clients. And so being really deliberate about bringing clients into our space, collaboration, connection, driving innovation, those are kind of at the most macro level, the two big things that we're looking at. And then there's some really specifics, I guess, components of design that enable those things. Yeah, well, we can talk about the design here in a bit, but uh, let's talk first off about, about the employees and what it is that you feel uh, needed to be accommodated now. Uh, and and how much of this is a creature of the pandemic and what we've learned in that time? Yeah, so I, I feel like we just got, I mean, in some ways, maybe lucky with a pandemic, and not that we use those words, uh, you know, no. together very often, but we didn't really change our design because of the pandemic. So for instance, from an employee standpoint, you know, there's the, our old office had big partner, you know, big partner offices on the outside, and then you had sort of the cubicles on the inside. This design, there's no such thing as a partner office. We all, if you're going to come into the office, you basically, we have an app, you book where you're going to sit. Our partners are sitting beside like an analyst in their practice, or you could be saying the other thing is from a one Deloitte standpoint, right? We have five different businesses, risk, audit, tax, consulting, financial advisory. um, And, and we, and, we you could be sitting beside someone from a different business so it's Mm. the whole idea of one deloitte and that collaboration connection opportunity to meet people just you know have different conversations and so this whole design is about that and then it's it's not about you know going into specific office or specific space and working on your laptop all day it's much more about yeah maybe that's some of the experience but it's much more around connecting with your colleagues having conversations sort of development learning growth that said, like our offices, right? You have those up and down raising desks, you have dual monitors, ergonomic chairs, everything people would expect to have a, you know, a, a positive working or ergonomic working environment as well. Talk, talk to me a little bit about what, what you think, what Deloitte thinks as well. It is the office today, right? what, is it, what is its design and, you know, what are we um, evolving out of and into, you think? 
Yeah, right. Like, what's the purpose? What's it, what's it all about? And this is where we all, we have another concept at Deloitte called My Work My Way, and that can apply to a lot of things, right? Somebody who has to pick up their drop off their kid early or later in the morning or pick up earlier or whatever. It's not about FaceTime or how long you're at your laptop or how long you're in the office. It's about getting your work done in a way that works for you. So we're not saying, mm-hmm. you know, you're not allowed to send emails after seven o'clock at night because for some people that actually works for them. Uh, so it's just saying what what works for you is what we want to we want to empower our our people to to do. And then that that translates into obviously your experience, what you're doing, how you're working. But we don't want people, as I said, to come into the office and just heads down work and go home. You can do that anywhere. The idea is when you're coming to the office, it's about collaboration, it's about connection. It's like working with your peers, your teams, having those you know, natural collisions, whatever, by the coffee machine or in the staircase where you have these impromptu conversations. And then, of course, it's about clients. And so when we are, it's a very different interacting with clients. Before, we used to go to our clients Monday morning till Thursday afternoon or for the duration of an audit engagement or whatever the project might be. And now it's very deliberate. Clients don't want us there all the time. And so, and we don't necessarily need to be there all the time. So it's very much more deliberate around when you're in the office or when we're at a client and the types of conversations we're, we're having and the type of work that we're doing. I, I want to pick up on something you said right away, which was that actually you you had a bit of this, this or a lot of this design in mind and then the pandemic struck. But uh, I, what yeah. I wonder about is were you, ever worried during the pandemic that maybe you weren't even going to get this back? For sure. For sure. I mean, we're still sort of wondering, like, what's it going to be like in two, three, five years from now, or even six months from now, right? So we we just weren't sure. And Deloitte's taken a very, um, like I said, that my work, my way approach. We're not mandating days in the office at all. We're saying be in the office when you need to be in the office and be at clients who need to be at clients. Now, we are encouraging people to come in. We, do, you know, we don't believe that you can have a, a strong learning and growth experience and a strong work culture without people working together in a, you know, in an office environment. But we are definitely not mandating it. That said, we have right now in BC, we have the highest utilization across the country and no doubt. It's attributed. People like to be in a in a really funky space, right? That's very conducive to their what they want to get done at work. And so we were lucky in terms of timing that this, you know, we were opening up opening up at our space as the pandemic was opening up, and then people were coming in. They were enjoying the experience. They were seeing people. The other thing we've done, which I'm I'm super excited about, and frankly proud of, we have a dog floor. So people who have dogs during the pandemic, right? We have people who are like, well, I'd like to come in, but it's hard with my dog. And so we're, we're just in a pilot phase right now, but we're, we're planning to open it up. And so we're, we're trying to do things like that, that we have a bistro, we have a barista that really just support our people when they are in the office to just make it a super positive experience. Do you think that uh, what we're going through right now, Jody, is uh, not, not quite payback, but kind of a, 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 a reorienting of what was lost uh, over the course of probably a generation. And by I mean lost, I mean the, the amount of time you had away from the office was lost. We, we were expecting yeah. people to have longer hours, take work home with them, uh, be available uh, you know, at night, be available on the weekends, be available even on holidays. And that now we're kind of recalibrating a little bit more sensibly. I would say a massive recalibration. So I would agree with, you know, it's really a, when I came up through the firm, the way I thought compared to the way our young people now think, right. They, 
they have a very different expectation of work. They're not, you know, they when they need to work late or they need to do something on a weekend, they will, but it's not that same culture. It's just a different way of thinking. Deloitte also has this concept of Deloitte days. We have 11 additional holidays in a year where the whole, the whole firm takes it off, right? And it's usually a Friday or a Monday before a weekend. Sometimes it extends a long weekend and we've continued putting those in this year. We're saying every year we're evaluating, we're determining what makes sense. But our people love those. And the thing that's great about them is everybody takes them. When you take vacation, everybody's still working. It's harder to shut down. But those Deloitte days are a real opportunity for the, you know, the whole firm shuts down. That said, they're still, we're in a client business. So some people don't have that luxury. Sometimes you're, you have a demanding client situation. You obviously have to support. But overall, those things have had a big impact. And that's been a lot of our, like, there's a different culture and a different world out there around work and expectations of work. Um, a delicate question. I mean, I, I can understand where this is probably a pretty easy sell for your employees. What about your clients? When, when they say, well, gee, they're, look, look at all the things yeah, they're doing over yeah. there. You know, are yeah. any of them ever there? You know, is anybody doing any work? Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I would say, yes, we get that question. So, so for instance, we, we do a lot of technology work. Um, you know, big projects, big go lives, sometimes around a long weekend. Obviously, those people are working. Like, so we have to do it in a way that doesn't impact our clients. It's interesting. Some clients are like, you know, as long as you can, you know, give me confidence you're delivering, generally they're okay. And some clients are even like, wow, like they think it's a good thing. We obviously mm-hmm. need to manage it. We need to make, make sure we're doing the work we need to do. But I would say overall, most clients are really supportive. Uh, you know, there's a caveat to that as long as the work's getting done. And overall, our people, you know, obviously just love it. Are we... Um, redefining what productivity is throughout all this? So what we're, I would say we're redefining, productivity is not how many hours you're in the office or how many hours you're on your laptop, right? So there is, if you're saying like, there used to be this, like if you're not even, we had people, it was hard to, you know, I would say before the pandemic, some areas of our business weren't as comfortable with people working at home as others. You know, because there was this, like, if you're not in the office, then you can't be working hard. You're not productive. So I think we have to harder your keystrokes uh, at the other end. Exactly, exactly. So from that standpoint, yes. It doesn't have you in in there when when I go to surveillance on you. uh, Then, yeah, you're cheating us, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So I think we're saying, like, it's we're not looking for that, the FaceTime in the same way or the hours on your keyboard or, you know, the presence who arrived first in the morning and leave last in the evening. I think that world has largely gone away. So, mm. but, you know, productivity, getting work done, and that that's a big thing. And, and it's critical. I think, too, from Deloitte's standpoint, we're also trying to get away from power by the hour. We're trying to say, you know, pay us based on outcomes, pay us based on outcome, out impact. Like, don't, you know, it's not like X number of hours times X number of rate, you pay us that. It's like, here's what we need to commit to. Here's what we need to deliver. Hold us accountable for that. And that's like based on value. And and clients want that conversation, but there's still complexity in you know, how, how we actually define that and how we contract that. But everyone like fundamentally agrees. And that's what that's about productivity, right? Because that's what clients want. They want value and outcomes for for what they're paying Deloitte. Still sounds to me though, as if you you had to do a little bit of an adjustment to a business model in order to get into this era here. Um, yes, to some degree, right? Because the traditional model is very much like hours, rates, which which equates yeah. to 
you know, how much are you sitting at your laptop? How much time are you spending on something? And so there's, there has definitely been an adjustment, uh, but I think it's, it's all for the better. It's better for our people. It's better for our clients. It's, it's, it can be a win-win overall. There is complexity in figuring out though, because it's a big cultural change. It's like you have a lot of partners who've been do, working a certain way for a long time. And you have clients who've been hiring professional service, you know, in different firms for a long time. So for sure, there's an adjustment. But I think overall, it's, it's for the better. And most people recognize that, that there's still some complexities to work through, I's, I's to dot, T's to cross. Yeah, I've got an office here. Uh, if I lose it, I, I think I'm not going to be happy, right? So I'm noticing I, a lot of paper too. That's what, <laughs> right? When you don't have an office, like you can't have paper. Everything has to be in the, like a little laptop bag. Yeah, I, I I get that. I would have to have a little uh, knapsack of some sort uh, or, or, <laughs> yeah. or a trolley, a trolley of, uh, of goods. Um, <laughs> but, but it is true that you also have to level with people in your own organization to say, Here, here's the culture that we wish now yeah. to apply and develop. And, and I wonder, uh, how are you helping those people that maybe are a little, you know, <laughs> a little less excited about the idea that you know, they don't have these four walls around them that blocks out noise and, and, and keeps people from bothering them all day long? Yeah, I, I think the good thing about for the transition for the BC practice, and this is sort of how you opened the conversation, Kurt, it's like we have done this in other offices where we've moved to this type of a model where like our CEO in Toronto, who's ba- who lives in Toronto, you know, Canadian-wide CEO does not have an office. So yeah. he also books on an app. The Montreal office went there. The Halifax office went there. We we moved from Bentall into an interim space on Granville Street, and we didn't have offices then. So that... Mm-hmm transition from Bedtall to Granville was more difficult. And I would say more for some of our practices like audit and tax, who just more traditionally have more paper and had, you know, weren't out as much as, you know, some of the consulting people have been doing that for a long time because they were at clients Monday to Friday anywhere, Monday to Thursday. But we had that transition model and it's happened in other offices. So it's actually been, I would say, relatively easy in terms of our move to Deloitte Summit. There ha- we haven't had that change management complexity. Yeah. Uh, it, it's uh, still early in the game, but uh, do you have new uh, criteria by which you are going to measure success with this? In terms of, you know, I, I think the way we look at it, um, and you mean like our overall move to this office and this design and how's it working? Yeah, and it, 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 you know, to understand if it's paying off, what, what yeah. are the kinds of things we look for over time? You know, there, there's a few things. There's we so I'll, and again, I'll say that the talent and the client side. Those, like I said, not mutually exclusive. There's definitely a Venn diagram there. But if I kind of speak to those, there's those two pieces. There's there's pure like utilization. How much are people coming into the office? Just the fact that we have the highest utilization across the country, I think, tells us that that something work, something's working there, right? The other side of things, we do these pulse surveys, employee pulse surveys across the country. We do them every quarter. We've been doing them really actively before the pandemic, but, you know, sort of the timing really ramped up. And ironic timing is I just got the results this morning um, for our practice and our pulse survey results, our employees, it's things, you know, like how connected are you or how engaged how how much are you know are you doing the right work? There's these like five or six different core questions that we're asking, and our our results are up in terms of from you know agree to strongly agree or disagree to strongly disagree, are up quite in in the positive 
across those dimensions on on the questions like that. So I think that's telling us, and it's relative. We do these nationally across the country. BC's up higher. We've improved in certain areas higher than the across the country. So if I kind of look at the talent side, and then of course just like the feedback from our people is like, I love this. You know, another thing I'll say that was really interesting. We had an open house um, in like October, September, October timeframe, or actually it was November for our people. And we said, come in on a Saturday, bring whoever you want. Just, you know, it was basically pizza and sodas and cookies. And like people showed up with their entire families, their aunts, their uncles, their grandparents. Like there were grandparents with like three three piece suits on. They were super proud of the office and they wanted to share with their families. They wanted to share their work environment. So on the people side, you know, sort of these, it's not all, not everything's quantitative, but when you kind of put together what is quantitative or qualitative, it feels like we're in a really good spot with this. And it feels like we've moved in the right direction. Yeah, um, for some people, it's uh, uh, because work is such a defining characteristic of identity. Yes. And pandemic shifted that right away uh, to it. Uh, are you starting to suss out what you think the new identity looks like with people in general? You know, it, it's interesting. I don't know if... Um... I'm sure if you ask my uh, human capital colleagues that question, they would probably have a far more sophisticated answer than me. But I think we're just seeing some of these things, like we call it a talent value proposition, right? What's important to people? And it's it's like bring your whole self to work, work right? That's whole inclusion, people feeling included regardless of you know who they are, how they want to work, what's important to them personally. That's super important, right? And And this... I feel like our design and the way we're operating in our and our business model around we're not forcing people to come in, but they have the option to come in. When you come in, you can work in like a studio space that's more open, vibrant. I would say some people might call it noisy. It's also what we call library space. So it's you want quiet time. You have more of a curved kind of work workspace around you. So there isn't as much uh, external noise. And it's all these different things that we're oh, in a room with a prayer rug. I mean, yeah, exactly. So we have this, like we have a prayer room for, and it has a foot wash basin for our Muslim colleagues. There's a, another room for, um, you know, breastfeeding mothers who need to pump. There's a wellness room. We have a recharge station that is, it's a like hit spin yoga meditation. It's a Deloitte only space on the, on the, on P1 where we can, you can do workout classes, whatnot. There's also a, a weight room. There's great, there's a bike room for people bringing their bike. We have a great partnership with BCA around Evo and um, uh, electric bikes. So we're trying to do different things to you know, bring our people into office. Like I said, our barista and our bistro, we have a lot of plant-based options with our food. Our people, they want that. It's important to them. Climate sustainability, one of the key design principles in our building that shows up in, in like our food strategy, our like even just the plants that we have in the office, uh, the recycling, the waste management, you know, our, our coffee, we have a coffee machine with oat milk, like these are, are a latte machine with oat milk. So we have a lot of different things that we're doing that are about employee experience, but sort of hit these other things, these other elements that are really important to our people as well. Do you have a, a room for a journalist with, who is a beer hockey, a beer league hockey player? <laughs> well, you know, we, um, we are hoping we have a rooftop deck that is phenomenal. Uh, where we, we are hoping to host, uh, you know, I'll, I'll say certain events. There's and there's a, a big screen just one level down where we can watch hockey games, go up for a beer on the deck. So we'll make sure you get invited to that. Don't, don't let 
your employees play pickleball. It, it's just, it's, it's a rabbit hole. You'll never get them back. Um, <laughs> I've heard uh, that. I've heard that. One, one other thing. I mean, uh, for all of the planning that went on, it was very conscious. Uh, you've had other facilities that have been yeah. built. You've learned from them. Anything surprised you so far? Um, I think one of the things is just uh, we probably need more dual monitor workstations. We are getting we are at max capacity a couple of days a week with people booking though. So we have this idea of workstations where you have to book them on app. But there's also a lot of touchdown space more. You can come and sit work for a couple hours or go do something else. Or it's it, But it's not as formal as the, you know, the, the dual monitor workstation. So we are looking at we probably need more of those than we would planned. We've also had more growth than we had planned when we designed the building. Um, and same thing for uh, phone booths. So we have these rooms that are super funky. You can go and do have a quick conversation. You don't have to book it. You just go in and do a quick call or have a quick meeting with a colleague. And we're finding that we need more smaller spaces. So there's we're actually uh, looking at one of our, our next build out, which will be in Calgary. And those are two key things. So I was just talking to my equivalent in Calgary and saying, make sure you you think about those things. So those are things we can actually adjust with the build too. They're not major, you know, we don't have to tear open a floor plate to fix some of those things. Yeah, uh, and one last thing, and, and I think this is uh, very, very uh, uh, common in office spaces yeah. everywhere, is that uh, certain people want confidence. They want, uh, they want, they want, uh, they don't want their phone calls being overheard. They don't want their conversations being overheard and all that. Um, are people loosening up on that a little bit, do you think? No, no, I don't think they are, especially in our business where privacy, client confidentiality is so important. I think it's just there's ways to have a phone call that can be like the person behind you, beside you can't hear you. So there's the odd situation where somebody's really loud and everyone's like, hey, quiet. But overall, and of course, it depends on the degree of confidentiality. That's why those phone booths are really important. So if you have a really... Yeah you know, confidential client conversation, then you're going to go to one of those rooms or you're going to find a space where you can be quiet. Otherwise, there's a lot of calls, they're internal Deloitte calls, or you're just having a quick catch up with a client on something where you it, it, it can be, I would say, the right, the right degree of confidentiality. And if someone overhears it, it's not a big deal, but people are working and doing their own thing anyway. So we're we're very conscious of the of the need for that. But I think it's pretty easy to find that balance in the design that we have. But I, to your point, I think before people are like, well, I can't have a call. I don't know, like this confidentiality. I think we find a way to to really make that work and be respectful of that. All right. So last question: You're the managing partner. My guess is that you spent a lot of hours in the in the old facilities. Uh, you've had to spend probably a lot of hours in getting this launched. Uh, so, yeah. do you think you end up spending more hours or fewer hours eventually at the office? You know, it, it's interesting. I like. It depends on how you look at it. I love being here. Like it is so energizing. It's fun. Like the space is fantastic, you, you know, and, and especially after pandemic, being able to run into people, have conversations. Um, on the other hand, like I like to be at home a day a week and I never would have done that before. Right. So that it's not like I'm at home three days a week, but I try to work from home a day a week. And even we try to model that a little bit. We try to say to our partners, if you're there five days a week, are you sending the right message to people who maybe have young, I have a 10 year old a little bit, I'll say later in life. So I, you know, from a, being there to, you know, when he gets home from school, even I have to jump back on calls and things like that. And I have two dogs. So, so that's another, uh, I would say personal complexity, but I'm looking forward to getting the dogs in the office when they, when they're behaved. So yeah, it's, it's, it's a, 
yeah, dogs have never been healthier uh, in the last, <laughs> in the last year. The yeah, whole, exactly. The whole species, I think, now it's like developing a whole new new uh, capacity. Um, yeah, I agree. But no, overall, like the, like you talk to people, they love being here. It is just such a fantastic space, and it has a a great vibe and great energy. So it's it's definitely yeah. a fun place to be. Well, it is a fun place to be. I've been there a couple of times. It's quite nice. Um, good talking to you, Jody. Uh, good luck Thanks, with me. all of this. Don't let the Thank business you. fall apart with people goofing off and you know. <laughs> no, I think we're job. safe. Okay, that's good. I think Jody, we're good there. I think it's more the more positive. You know what I say too? Like anytime you want to come here for lunch, let me know. Like we want people to bring. We have this the lunch area. We have this Bristol's on the twenty second floor. We want people like bring. Of course, bring your clients, bring your friends, bring your wife, your boyfriend. Like we want this to be the place to be. We want people to love being here and just create more positive momentum. So anytime you want to come, just let me know. Sounds like you should be city hall. Um. Anyway, we'll, we'll leave that one. <laughs> Jody, good to see you. Thanks for your time today. Thank you. Appreciate it. Take care. Jody Evans is the managing partner at Deloitte here in Vancouver. I'm Kirkland Point publisher and executive editor at BIV. Thanks a lot for watching.